Yes, the, I was thinking of um, reflecting a little bit about trust in the practice, about trusting the practice. And um, I was thinking of beginning um, taking into consideration uh, a couple of ways in which uh, we can easily get stuck in our practice. Um, Both ways have to do with uh, a halting, uh, uh, um, a stop in our understanding, understanding the practice. And, um, you know, if understanding is not developed um, as a as an art, as a skillful art, as Larry was saying yesterday, uh, everything else stops and uh, trust uh, cannot be developed. Um, I was always, I've been always been impressed by uh, this uh, Buddhist doctrine which uh, basically sees uh, faith or trust, uh, sadda, and, uh, and wisdom, panya, um, being... Um, um, two, two sides of, uh, of the same coin. In other words, if, um, there is, if there is no sadda, if there is no trust, there is no true wisdom. And if there is no wisdom, there is no true trust or sadda or faith. Uh, one one um, uh, give, gives life to the other in a, in a, in a kind of a virtuous uh, circle, so faith or trust and wisdom go together. I always found this very uh, convincing. Uh, um, so the first way I was thinking um, is when uh, you know we hear the basic uh, teachings about the four noble truths and. Um, we start practicing, uh, we develop what is called initial, initial faith or brilliant or bright faith, which, however, uh, means superficial faith, um, but with some enthusiasm, honeymoon, and, you know. Um, and we happen to bump into, to, to uh, come across um, some area of suffering which was totally unknown to us before. So we see that um, the practice is, uh, is um, giving some fruit. So we are, we are seeing a little bit of the first noble truth. And, and we keep practicing and uh, um, it appears that more clearly that the causes of our mental torment is very often within. The tradition talks about attachment, aversion, and ignorance. And, they start to, and we start to verify this too. But what happens? Uh, what happens is that the third and the fourth truth are... Um, um, not very much considered. Say the third truth is 
there is an end, an end to, the, to, to, to suffering. There is enlightenment, liberation, nirvana. Now, we can, uh, um, maybe we don't, we don't tell anyone, but we think that this is science fiction. We don't, we don't, <laughs> you know. Or we think, may, okay, but it's not, for, it's not for me, you know. It's not for me. Not, you know, I'm a modest person. I have no grandiose ideas. So um, we bypass that. As to the fourth truth, the Eightfold Noble Path. You know, Eightfold is already cumbersome. <laughs> uh, we might think not only we have four truths to think about, <laughs> we also have eight means. Uh, we might have some, some um, you know, un- un- discomfort around it. We can um, choose, pick and choose in the Eightfold Path. And um, we, can, we can also have a, a reaction like, you know, there is, we, we hear um, the words virtue, uh, morality, and maybe we think, well, I am a rebel, can, can can there be something as a virtuous rebel or the fact is that we go back to suffering and seeing inner causes for suffering and we do not give much consideration at the possibility of having trust into uh, a liberating process uh, we don't take into consideration that the uh, the eightfold path is a, a, a whole so what happens is that we begin feeling guilty. There is suffering, and I am the cause of my suffering. So we feel even more, more unworthy than when we began. This, you know, this, is, um, this happens. I think it's one of the reasons why um, some people leave the practice. In some way or other, there is a getting stuck which has to do with a, a, a superficial understanding of the first two truths and the non-consideration of the other two truths. Now, the lack of understanding creates lack of trust and therefore we get stuck. Another classical way of getting stuck for lack of understanding is that we choose... Um, out of the Eightfold Path, we choose only concentration. That's the only thing we are interested in. So uh, we sit um, faithfully and we concentrate diligently every day. And once uh, the sitting is over, we shut the door and go into whatever it is that we do during the day, uh, holding the same old values that we've been having uh, for years and years. So we split. Here is the, uh, um, the holy sitting with uh, uh, very accurate attention on the breath. And here is the same old life. So we let go. We, we, uh, this is another reason why some people leave the practice. Because a split is the opposite of 
uh, wholeness of, of healing. And again, lack of understanding generates lack of trust, lack of faith. But on the other hand, if we um, um, start enjoying uh, the whole of the Four Noble Truths, we start seeing that um, they are connected, uh, interconnected, and uh, the, the, the Eightfold Path as well as eight interdependent factors. And if they are not in uh, interdependence, they cannot be right, samma, you know, right mindfulness, right concentration, if it is isolated and practice it in isolation, it cannot be the right one, the samma, the good one. So at this point, uh, understand, understanding deepens and trust deepens. Now, the path is uphill, or as the scriptures say, is upstream, and we need all the support and trust is a very big support. We cannot be casual about it. And can be cultivated. We cannot fool ourselves saying, okay, either you have trust or, or, you have, or you don't. It comes from understanding. So the more we practice, the more uh, we understand, and the more trust gets developed. And trust support uh, understanding, and understanding support trust. They, um, they're together, as we, as we were saying before. Now, one of the way, which I just reflected a bit on, on, on uh, I was about to say, practical aspects of the practice. Uh, say, one, one way of presenting um, the practice um, is, you know, being, being in the present, uh, the art of being in the present. Now, it takes good sense um, uh, to understand that you know getting lost in thoughts about the past or the future is at best at best an idle activity and more often is a negative activity and it takes only good sense to uh, understand that if we are fully in what we are doing uh, we are more alive um, we are happier okay but when it comes to the inhabiting fully a painful situation, a present painful situation, not a past one or a future one. Painful situation is always present. <coughs> then uh, a specific call for a dharma, the, the, the dharma for, for, for a path uh, is needed. You know, good sense is, is not enough. Because when we talk about being in the present, we have usually, um, you know, um, scenes from the nature and things, which obviously facilitate uh, because we get more relaxed, happier, and so we can uh, uh, somehow access a little bit of the present moment. But um, what about um, painful? present moments, which means many. Now, suppose someone uh, mistreats us, insults us, and we, um, and as Larry was saying last night, we are frail, and so we, we, we get wounded easily. 
um, we might say that we humans are very prone to frustration and, and dissatisfaction. So it takes very little to suffer. Very li- it takes us very little to suffer. And, uh, and um, so we do suffer. Um, you know, the um, um, can be such a, such a constant background that we don't even perceive suffering as suffering. So we are so used to it that we might not perceive suffering as suffering. And this is avidya, this is ignorance, very active, very active misperception of reality. It's not passive. Avidya is very active. Ignorance is very active. Um, <clears throat> so what, what would be a dharmic approach? Um, we are wounded. What would be a dharmic approach? First of all, we should train, I think, in getting simpler. Step number one is getting simpler, which means uh, learning to acknowledge the wound in a more immediate way. Yes, I, 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 I do feel wounded. You know, it's a fact. And uh, this is just the um, honest acknowledging of it. It's different from <clears throat> barely seeing it, uh, barely feeling it, and, and immediately start uh, talking to ourselves. Like, this is the third wound in the morning. Um, uh, this is too much. Uh, I don't deserve it. And, you know. Um, here is when, when we... we um, the, uh, the, the acknowledging is over, and we are, uh, we are getting lost into talking to ourselves compulsively, not realizing that we are, how do you say, throwing salt on the, uh, over the wound. But then, if we study and practice the Dharma, it's that this is exactly what we uh, begin uh, to learn, that this rumination, this talking to ourselves, is salt uh, over the wound. You know, seeing, seeing, seeing this more and more clearly is a crucial part of the practice. Uh, skillful, again back to what Larry was saying last night, you know, skillful seeing into the pain, learning uh, the art of skillful, skillful seeing into the pain again and again. You know, the Buddha uh, in, in the scripture says, you know, you, you, you don't um, realize much through words or actions, no matter how noble they are, but only through wisdom. And the wisdom is, happens through uh, understanding again and again. He emphasizes this uh, necessity to understand. Not, not, it's not once and for all. It's again and again, again and again.
And therefore, it's crucial to understand the role and the weight and the consequences of this emotional conceptual proliferation, this rumination, this second nature. So it's, a, it's not easy at all. But the key, again, is in the understanding. Remember the other night, uh, uh, while considering the teaching of the Buddha to his son Rahula, uh, the Buddha says, um, if your meditation is uh, this way, then uh, painful sensations will not invade your mind and will not remain in your mind. Now, this invasion and this stickiness uh, have to do with the power of proliferation. You know? Stickiness and invasion. You know? Proliferation, invasion. Uh. But the, the key is in understanding. We cannot just... Um, um, on um, on faith, okay. He said that proliferation is bad. Let's try to stop proliferation. It will uh, double. Period. Um, we watch, we observe, as much equanimously as we can, non-judgmentally. And the judgmentality, the, the, the judgment, as we were saying in, in a group this morning, can be very subtle and very cutting. So the more our mindfulness becomes authentic, true mindfulness, we understand the obstructive nature of proliferation. And to the extent that we understand it, we, st we begin letting go of it. Otherwise, there is no way. It's compulsive. It just keeps going. But, as I said, to the, ex to the extent that we understand its real nature, then it starts slowly, slowly thinning out. But it happens uh, by way of suppression. We don't achieve anything. It has to come from understanding. And uh, I think we uh, hinted the other night that Nibida, as being um, disenchanted and not find uh, anymore anything in the proliferation, we use it to delight in, to use the, the words of the scriptures. Uh, then if we don't find, if we, if we find less and less, you know, we start decontract. And, and uh, we start letting go, or rather, proliferation, uh, uh, you know, starts, as I said, thinning out. Uh, uh, we are left by proliferation. We don't leave proliferation. <laughs> we are very attached to proliferation. Uh, but by dint of understanding, you know, understanding again and again, then uh, this process of, of, of uh, drying, uh, the invasion of proliferation becomes, becomes possible.
So our, let's go back to our wound. Our wound becomes lighter without this besieging of, of proliferation. Our wound becomes lighter because, and this takes understanding, we are not adding um, numberless wounds to our proliferation. We, we've, been hit, we've been hit, okay? But then we add to this hit, um, no matter how objective or how um, is our imagination, but through the proliferation, we increase the pain um, incredibly because it's like each phrase, at time, each word is a new pain that we are adding. But since we are incredibly used to it, since it's so habitual, we don't realize it. We, we experience it as completely normal. It's not normal. It's habitual. It's very different. Uh, so we don't want to add so much more pain. There is an intelligence uh, in us which wakes up. And so again, this contributes to, to the diminishing of, of uh, you know, undue uh, and incessant proliferation. Again, we, we can see uh, uh, ignorance at work. <laughs> we begin to understand why, according to the Buddha, ignorance is the root cause of suffering. Out of ignorance, attachment and aversion come. If we continue the work, at one point, there will be less fear. There is the wound. We continue. We continue with this, with the same example. There is the wound, but meanwhile, years have go by, have gone by, and we've been practicing. And so it's a new wound. I have to edit the example, and uh, um, but it's less fear. And uh, you know, out of fear, a lot of anger comes. Incidentally, uh, there is less fear. Um, and also there is more clarity. So, simply said, we become a little bit more objective about, about our wound. And because of the um, uh, diminishing, the thinning out of, of this heavy proliferation, mental, uh, conceptual, emotional proliferation, there's more clarity. There's a little bit more peace. There is a little less fear. This is, for most of us, it's a slow, it's a slow process. Now, at this point, with less fear, it becomes more conceivable, more possible to try to stay with the wound, to reside in the wound. But if we haven't worked um, to this point with the proliferation, with diminishing of fear, we run the danger of fooling ourselves. Because, you know, the language um, is very common, you know, stay with it. And, uh, uh, but 
the fooling of ourselves can be that we are just enduring it. We are bearing with it. Okay, it's good, but it's not practice. So I'm staying with my wound, and I mean I am enduring it. I'm waiting for it to end, honestly. Now, this is not practicing with the wound. This can be a help. Instead of uh, screaming, we endure it. But it's not practice. If we do not respect, so, no, uh, let's say, if we, do not, if we don't take into consideration the gradual path, I mean, the Buddha the, the, in, the, in, the, in the Pali Canon emphasizes, emphasizes often the gradual path, the graduality of the path. And we throw ourselves into the practice. Um, we find that we don't want to stay with the wound, period. We, are, we, may, we may be very enthusiastic about the idea, theoretically, but when it comes to the applying of the instruction, we realize that there is a huge resistance. We don't want to stay with the wound, with the pain, with the whatever. So this is why a lessening of the fear is necessary. Otherwise, you know, we get frustrated. And again, we think this is not for me. This is for super people. I am not a super, I am a minor. So. <laughs> but, the, you know, trust, we have less fear, so this nourishes trust. But even more so, even more, more nourishing for the trust, for our trust in the practice, is when we begin to have a different experience of pain, when we begin to have a different experience of the wound. That is more convincing. That is the, the uh, a very convincing element. Basically, what, what, what happens? Uh, what happens is that we see that Bringing awareness, bringing mindfulness to the wound has a healing power. We start seeing that mindfulness is healing. Now, what was necessary? Less fear, more clarity. Uh, no more all that screen of incessant thinking and talking to ourselves. You know, the naked, the, naked, the, the, the pure um, suffering, the pure uh, pain, the pure wound, and, and uh, the mindfulness of it, awareness to it. And also we, we see that the wound, our wound, wants attention, needs awareness and mindfulness, needs this kind of healing. 
but you know, it's um, it's um, for instance, we have a, a dear friend who is sick, and he or she wants our caring attention. But instead, we talk and talk. And uh, he or she doesn't need our talking, our eloquence, our you know, speculation. He needs our caring attention. And is even disturbed by our incessant talking. Again, ignorance. Now, the same holds true for ourselves. But we, 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 maybe we understand a little bit when, it, uh, um, when other people are involved. But with ourselves, we, uh, we have different parameters. So, less talking, less rumination, and more caring attention. And that's as a healing, as a healing effect, as a healing power. A number of steps, you know, uh, introduction to the Dharma, practicing, uh, uh, realizing the uh, uh, painful and destructive power of uh, rumination, uh, its uh, power of invading and, and, and uh, uh, you know, blocking uh, our sensitivity, our mind. And then slowly let, let getting a little bit less fear and finally being able really to meet the pain to meet the wound and realizing that this um, immediate experience uh, without the mediation of constant thinking makes things different, uh, a different field of energy, uh, more peaceful. Of course, this um, takes patience, and I always, I always um, emphasize um, a lot of training with small wounds. A lot of training. We should not miss one small wound because that's where the training uh, can give immediately or almost immediately its fruits. Uh, we can, this is another trap in, uh, along the path. Uh, we consider, no, this, this thing are irrelevant. I will work only with relevant wounds. No way. There's another reason uh, why people leave the practice. It doesn't work. I was in great pain the other day. I practiced, nothing happened. <laughs> Actually, it got worse. It got worse. So I leave the practice. It's like, you know, in the, script, in the scriptures, it is said that um, misunderstanding the Dharma is like um, grabbing a snake in the wrong way. It bites. It's not the practice which bites, it's our ignorance. As I said, a lot of patience. I myself have been practicing for the last 30 years, and uh, 
I've developed a little understanding and I've had a, a, a bit of experience in this field. And when I say a little understanding, I mean it. Uh, now, it may well be that I am a bad case. And uh, <laughs> this is not an infrequent thought of mine. Uh, but the thing is that that small understanding has meant so much for me in my life and keeps being so important and keeps deepening that I don't care if I'm a bad case. You know, I could be uh, further along the way. Who cares, you know? Um, just to um, have a, you know, looking at, the th at an issue uh, from different angles um, may be helpful. Another way of talking about what we've been talking about is uh, using the word identification. So the tendency to get lost in virtually everything, thoughts, emotions, activities, and of course suffering, this is identification. Um, you know, what happens is that very quickly and mechanically we grab uh, thoughts, emotions, whatever, and we make it uh, me, mine. But now, and we feel and we think that this is very natural and true. This is the difficult part. In other words, we identify, and uh, if someone says, oh, you are identifying, we say, so what? Isn't it life? Isn't life like this? Uh, the Dharma questioned this deeply. Practically, mindfulness is the opposite of identification, in case we find identification is um, too much used or abstruse or whatever. Say, suppose we wake up to mindfulness in the, in the midst of a frustration, and we've been practicing for a while. Um, what happens is that more, more spaciousness comes around the frustration. The frustration is still there, but maybe only for a few moments. The frustrated poor me is not there. It can be a very strong experience. You know, few few moments of freedom. Then we are back into identification. But those moments were special. And... and uh, they are powerful nourishment for our motivation and for our trust in you know, those moments because it's a different experience. So having, having less fear, more clarity, more understanding, more trust uh, can bring us into a different relationship with pain. And this is a, a, a major turning point. We understand that this is a, a process and that the process can be continued 
and deepened more and more to our satisfaction. And our satisfaction, as well our dissatisfaction, is never only ours. Shall we sit for two minutes? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.